You're listening to Ready to Real Estate, a TREB podcast. Hear stories, uncover insights, and tune into interviews on key issues that impact realtors and all of us. Join us as we discover how people, properties, and communities all come together to build the future of real estate. Hi, everyone. It's Lisa Patel, the president of TREB. And with the current events bringing to light the horrors of Canada's past involving residential schools and tragedy surrounding the London attack, together we stand united with our members against such deplorable actions with zero tolerance for this reprehensible behavior. In today's episode, we're examining the past year and what still needs to be done to strengthen equality. And joining me are four members from the task force, Kate Young, Wasim Jara, Justin Bach, and Charlene Williams. Welcome everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. And we are gonna be touching on some really hard issues. And I really wanna hear from you, your thoughts, your feedback. So I'm gonna pick on you in a a nice way though. (laughs) So be prepared. So it's almost been one year ago, we introduced Diversity and Inclusion Task Force with a mandate to examine how to strengthen diversity, equality and inclusion, and recommend to the Board of Directors ways to better serve and represent the various demographics that make up TREB. So my first question to everyone here is, what does diversity and inclusion mean to you? And why did you join the task force. So with stating that, I am just going to run right to Justin. (laughs) I know you weren't expecting it. And that's why I said your name first. (laughs) Um, When we first started chatting about uh, the uh, task force, you know, it's something, you know, when I first got into real estate, I was doing a lot of leases. And, um, you know, we see a lot of discrimination, um, you know, towards lease applications, um, you know, and sometimes it's, you know, we just don't hear back from um, the other agents that we've submitted the application for. And sometimes it's just, it, it's outwardly racist towards, um, you know, oh, I don't like that person's last name or, you know, are they going to be cooking smelly food in my house or, you know, um, you know, as even as far as, you know, and then some more simpler things of like, oh, are they old? We don't want to rent to old people. Um, you know, so there's, you know, there's a lot of um, discrimination towards uh, rental applications. And I feel, um, you know, very strongly that in our industry I think that you know I know a lot of times that stems down from the um the owners and landlords of the property I know that you know sometimes it's just the messenger and so but a lot of times it's also the real estate agent that is being um you know outwardly um discriminative towards um you know the application so Wow, Justin, you touched on a lot of things. So, so you could say in your time in your career in this business, you've witnessed a lot of things that that really need to change or, or be adapted. And we also, as an industry, need to to become more aware of these things. Would you say that? Absolutely. I think you know. I think when they do trickle down from our landlords, like we have to have more tools in our toolbox to help combat um, and have those hard conversations with our landlords. The same, like you know, like 
we, we just, we, we can't discriminate because of their last name and because, you know, um, because of their age or, um, you know, the food they may or may not cook inside the house. Like, you know, we, like it's, it, those are, those are tough conversations to have. Um, thankfully I've never had to have those conversations with my landlords. Um, but it's very difficult to, um, go back to my tenants and say, Hey, like they don't want to rent to you because of, you know, X, Y, and Z. Like that's a really tough conversation for us to have. And I feel like we do need to get to a point where we're not having those types of conversations, um, with our tenants um anymore like I just that, that needs to go to the wayside lots of food for thought there and we're going to come back to that but Wasim, I mean I see you shaking your head um I know you've witnessed so much in this industry and you know what I want to thank you too for your service on this task force this last year and we're not done we've got a lot more to do but what are your thoughts like what does diversity and inclusion mean to you uh, first and foremost, I wanted to uh, send, uh, you know, my heartfelt condolences to, uh, you know, the, the families of, uh, you know, the uh, London uh, massacre, as well as the uh, 215 uh, children uh, that were discovered in Kamloops uh, residential uh, schools there. Um, you know, it, it teaches us that, uh, you know, we, we have a dark history that we need to, uh, we need to uh, learn from and we need to improve. Um, but to me, diversity is basically, uh, you know, empowering uh, people by, by, you know, respecting that, you know, what makes them different, uh, you know, uh, gender, you know, their ethnicity, their religion, you know, disability, sexual orientation, um, you know, the diversity allows us to uh, explore these differences um, in a safe and positive and, and nurturing way. Whereas inclusion means that, you know, uh, all these different groups and all these different people having these different backgrounds are, uh, you know, culturally and socially uh, accepted and welcomed. And I know that we're, we're going to talk about, uh, you know, some of the great things that we're doing on, on this committee uh, and also some of the things that, that we still need to uh, learn and improve uh, as an organization as well. And, and that's really the key, right, Wasim, is, is we've, we've got to be able to, first off, be willing to, to learn. And, and we really need to do better in educating our, ourselves and, and the people around us. Yeah, no, um, you know, we, we can't, uh, we, we can't play uh, ignorant uh, anymore. There's, uh, there's a lot of information. There's, uh, you know, we're a very diverse uh, nation, very diverse uh, city. Uh, Toronto is probably like the most diverse city in, in the world. And uh, what we want to do is uh, basically learn and, uh, you know, take our heads out of the sand and pretend that we don't know. Uh, there's a lot of information out there. Um, you know, if you look, uh, you know, whether you live in a condo, in a house, uh, you live wherever it is, uh, to the left, to the right of you, there's, uh, there's someone that is, uh, you know, culturally uh, different than you. And, and a lot more today than, than and I remember in my lifetime and probably everyone here's lifetime. And on that note, oh, Miss Williams, I know you share with me weekly emails about what's going on in the industry. And I'm not even kidding. I'm just teasing. Yes, it, it, it's not weekly, but we do get a lot of emails from you with updates. So, you know, what does diversity inclusion mean to you? Well, thank you, Lisa, for that. I can um, honestly say maybe it was every two weeks I sent you an email. Um, <laughs> Because I do have my ear to the ground, let's say, in terms of um, discrimination and, uh, and those sort of things. But I like to think that it's like what Wasim had said earlier, that we are a diverse community and we should be able to learn from each other. 
and embrace those those differences and include them into our everyday life. And there's absolutely no reason why we cannot do that as a society. Um, the, the murders that happened in London, it, it brought me to tears. It absolutely floored me. I had to take a step back and take a few hours to really get back on my game because it threw me. How can someone so young be so full of hate? Um, how can anybody be so full of hate? So I look to, you know, the associations that we have here in Toronto in, in the GTA, whether they're, you know, not for profit or for profit to be the leaders. You know, we have to have someone leading us who is empathetic and understanding and inclusive and all of those things. It's just, it's disheartening what's happening. I couldn't agree with you. And, and you spoke some, some real um, hard truths that um, I hope that are, you know, even those who are running politically are listening and, and understand that uh, the tone that has been taken is not enough anymore. And on that note, I mean, we are speaking diversity is our greatest strength. And of course, I've got the chair of the task force, Ms. Kate Young, uh, share with us, what does this mean to you? I mean, when you were given the opportunity to take this task force, how did you feel? <laughs> Thank you, Lisa, um, for this opportunity. When you called me and said that you were asking me to be the chair of this newly formed task force, um, it's definitely a responsibility and a privilege that I do not take lightly. I think that we have an amazing group of realtors from all different walks of life and various backgrounds on this committee and the experiences that everybody has shared throughout the year have been so valuable and have taught us all so much and I am so grateful for this opportunity and for my fellow task force members and my co-chair Jennifer Pierce who have just been phenomenal and we are all learning so much and there's a lot more to learn and a lot of work to do over time um, and I think that as the as the first year of the task force comes to a close um, there's definitely uh, more years ahead of us I know that and to be able to continue this good work, you know, this, this team that we, you, you have assembled, Lisa, it's all you. Um, we, is, we live in a we world. <laughs> is, is a great, is a great, great, great group. So thank you. Uh, you know what, and, and Kate, on that note, I mean, diversity being our strength, and you, you touched on something that we all must realize, that this is not a situation where, you know, we start a task force, and that's it. It's, this is going to be, um, you know, this has to be for years to come. Because one of the lessons learned, and when I look at it, and I'm, I'm sure many of you can say the same thing, is when I look back at all the eras of the past and where you know we were talking about multiculturalism and the transformation of from multiculturalism to diversity the challenge is we took our foot off the pedal 
not only us, the government, you know, society, and assumed, okay, so there's a new policy, we're just going to run with it. But so we can never take our foot off the pedal. We must continue to make this uh, the awareness uh, strengthen and continue it year after year and, and find ways that will continue to strengthen it. And so I'm going to dig a little deeper and share with everyone if they don't already know, and that is we embarked on groundbreaking research with Ryerson University. And we've surveyed TREB members about any unfair treatment experienced or observed in the re real estate industry. So let's talk about the areas in real estate that were experienced most of the challenges and, and um, most challenges with fair treatment. And I mean, I, I know you guys have touched on this already, but uh, one of the biggest areas is the rental landscape. And uh, I'm just going to start with you, Kate. You know, what are, is there some certain practices that you've seen that have been unfair um, or anything that you would like to share with us? 100%. Um, I, I feel the most discrimination probably in real estate that I have seen in 16 years is in the rental space. When it comes to buying or selling a house, I don't, I, I think that people may care less and it's down to the dollars and cents of it. Um, however, when it is a rental, myself, I've had clients who are, you know, amazing people with, you know, very steady employment, excellent credit, denied for housing based on their sexual orientation, which this day and age is appalling to me. And, you know, the, the other agent said, oh, well, the landlord doesn't feel that the tenants, you know, fall under what he believes religiously. So it was, and it's, and it's happened to these particular clients three times in the past wow. few years. And it's, we have to tell our landlords, it is unacceptable to say something like this. And the other realtor shouldn't have, shouldn't have said that to, to me either. Um, and one of the main discussions in our task force is the discrimination ar around renting, you know, oh, these, this, this last name sounds like X or um, Soroya said, oh, um, can I see pictures, pictures of what they look like? Are they black? Who, I mean, who, who says things like this? Um, an, an agent just did, uh, Kate. Uh, you know, last. Yeah. I was, I was yeah. just thinking yeah. of you, Wasim, yeah. because you just, yeah. you just shared uh -huh. that the other yeah. day. <laughs> yeah, you just. And just for everybody that's listening, um, Kate mentioned that she's been there 16 years in the real estate space. So she started when she was 12. Just so you know, I'm just teasing. Uh, <laughs> but you know what? I am going to give it right over to Wasim because Wasim, everything Kate just talked about. I mean, you witnessed, you've shared with me. You shared with um, Treb staff, right? Um, like there's there's all kinds of unfair treatment going on there. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, you know, that is uh, one of the major topics that we that we talk about the discrimination, um, you know, within the rental space. 
um, you know, whether whether you're black, whether you're, uh, you, you know, the different religious uh, backgrounds and uh, whatnot, I'm sure, you know, uh, my friends from the Jewish community get uh, get discriminated against in certain areas, uh, friends from the Chinese community and, and black people, especially. Um, and, and you're right. I mean, I, I think it's a lack of education, uh, you know, from uh, on, on, on the part of the agent as well as the, the part of the landlords. Some of these landlords are investors that don't necessarily live in the country, so they don't understand the laws and they depend on the uh, on the uh, realtor or their representative to uh, make decisions. Unfortunately, they don't make the right decisions um, and it causes issues. But also, Speaking about, you know, uh, black people, there was a post that, uh, you know, we uh, we saw on a uh, on a Facebook uh, group where uh, and a realtor, uh, you know, I, I can't remember whether they were registered or not at that particular moment, uh, but they um, uh, they posted something that, uh, you know, she, she's inquiring whether she should uh, rent out to Nigerian uh, students. And uh, it's incredible, you know, that, you know, in this uh, time, uh, you know, in the age that people still ask those types of uh, questions and, and see the differences as if, you know, Nigerian or black kids are, are, are uh, worth less or, or cause more harm or cause more issues. And, and that's uh, startling. I'm happy that, uh, you know, the, the, the company uh, made the decision to uh, terminate the uh, employee. Um, and I and I hope that serves as a lesson uh, to other people that uh, you know share those types of views. I think you know our industry has a has a job to educate you know more people. Um, uh, you know I I for one uh, you know uh, I'm, I'm getting educated every day. I uh, have a rental where I posted something and someone sent a uh, something with the Ontario uh, Human Rights uh, and and he felt that you know I was uh, I was in somehow. Um, you know, uh, contravening what's, what's written there. I, I wasn't, but it allowed me to learn from it and read it, you know, when it comes to, to tenants. So now anything that we put out for as, as a, a representative of the landlord, we include that link to the Ontario Human Rights, uh, you know, um, uh, excerpt that's, uh, that's there. But, you know, we, we have to constantly educate ourselves we are held to a higher uh, degree of uh, professionalism, and I think what we need to do is, uh, is is constantly share the information, learn from it, and 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 learn how to be more accepting and tolerant of, of everyone. So, Wasim, I do want to touch on that. Okay, so I, I want to share a story with all of you. Um, I don't know if you if I've ever shared this with you, but uh, I know Charlene has heard it. But when I was a kid, um, my parents owned a lot of businesses and we owned a lot of hotels and motels. And it's a common trend with the Patels. But um, uh, I will say that, you know, there was an area in Ontario that we lived and it was in, in Southampton. And uh, the first day of school we went to, which was only like 10, 15 minutes away. Um, and uh, I remember looking at my older sister and saying to her, you know, um, what bus do we get on to go home? And so she, she inquires, they say, oh yeah. And they, she shows, they shows our names written down and we're on this bus and it's taking over an hour. And I look at my older sister, I'm like, why is it taking so long to get home? We're like literally around the corner. And, uh, and so then she goes and asks the driver, you know, um, which, uh, why aren't we, why aren't we at our destination yet? And so the, the response back from the driver to my sister was, oh, well, don't you live on a reserve? So the assumption because of the color of my skin was the assumption of, 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 of my background or where I live or, or all of those things. So you would seem you touched on, you know, the fact that um, we need to create awareness. But the problem that we have is we have stereotypes. 
We have stereotypes within society that have never really embraced culture. And if we think about our, 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 our real estate landscape today and, and where we are and, and the comment that you just shared with us the other day from another realtor, are we just allowing people to jump on bandwagons and say, yes, we support you. And yes, we understand where you're coming from. But the truth is, until you live somebody's life, you can never understand exactly what they feel or go through. And so how do we create awareness? And how do we build on this when we know that even though we're, we're getting the political yes, 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 in our faces, and behind our backs is, 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 is I always call it as a, a knife going through it. Um, so how do we how do we shape in that aspect? Yeah, well, you know, one thing I'll, I mean, you mentioned something from uh, from from your past. Uh, you know, I'll sh I'll share something that's a bit more recent. Uh, my son takes a school bus. He's uh, 13 years old. Um, you know, a white kid called him a terrorist. Uh, the reason why my mom wears a hijab. Uh, you know, we're a Muslim faith. Uh, I'm sure you know that kid learned it from home. And uh, you know, he and the, the interesting thing is that the uh, the bus driver didn't do anything about it. Uh, when he was told, um, instead of me, uh, you know, losing my mind, and, uh, you know, obviously, I was, uh, I was very upset, I reached out through the school to the family and invited them over to, to come and have a meal with us to, to get to know us, uh, you know, a bit better, and they refused. Uh, you know, uh, thankfully, they, they sold their property and uh, moved out of the community uh, because, you know, racists and bigots like that are not welcomed in our in our community because we have a great community that that we live in. But, uh, you know, like things, things, uh, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. It's hurtful. Uh, but what that caused, I'll tell you, from that moment when I reached out to the board and to the director of education, it caused a conversation, um, you know, within the York Region District School Board. And, uh, and, and, you know, training and tolerance and, uh, and basically, uh, you know, understanding. So it was more call to action, you would say. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's not a lot of uh, lip service because I see, I see a lot of lip service. And, and I love what uh, a realtor shared the other day, you know, when it comes to pride. Pride isn't only one month, uh, you know, it's, a, it's every single day. And what you find is that, you know, organizations and politicians, you know, they, they put out these, uh, you know, these uh, uh, comments and posts and all that stuff that they support in there. And then, you know, for, for 11 months and, uh, you know, 29 days, uh, they're absent, right? They're, they're only present that, that, that day. And there's a lot of uh, lip service. We saw it, you know, after the, uh, after the uh, London uh, massacre, politicians, uh, you know, came to London and they said, you know, we want to do this and we want to support. And then all of a sudden, you know, different decisions were made the next day. Um, so, uh, you know, we, we need to hold people, uh, we, don't, we need to hold people's feet to the, to the fire and, and demand action. And I think that's something that we can do. So Wasim, thank you for sharing that story. I mean, your own personal experiences. I mean, you shared it as a landlord, you shared it about your kid. And it actually saddens me to hear that even in my experience and, you know, years later, your children are still experiencing what I've had to experience. And um, I'll share with everybody too. I, I mean, I also, uh, I, I'm a Ryerson grad, so I studied indigenous studies. And the fact that, you know, um, when this, this, the sad news had uh, been prevalent to everybody. Uh, to me, it breaks my heart because if you take Indigenous studies in, in Canada, you will learn that they've been talking about this for years and years and years. And, and just as you said, Wasim, the lip service has to end. Like it's either you're, you stand for this and we're going to grow together or, or not at all. Charlene, speak up, girl. I, to share with us. Um, you know, what are your thoughts here? 
so many things. <laughs> so many things. I'm not actually sure where to start. Um, there needs to definitely be more conversations. People need to be more willing to listen. Um, the action taken, I mean, if you don't want to be treated that way, don't treat someone else that way is my bottom line. Um, I just, I, I don't understand it. I don't get it. I've lived in this country for most all of my life. And the, what happened to us in the seventies is still going on in the, 2020, 2021. I, I just don't get it. Um, I know that my tolerance has, has broadened. I have friends from all cultures and I have no problem being friendly to anyone. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's sad. It saddens me. It breaks my heart. And I think it breaks all of our hearts. And, and I think this is where we all come into play in, in really shaping our world. And you know what, the one thing that element that you touched on, Charlene, is that we always got to remember is that we come from love. And so the only thing that we can do every single day is continue to spread love and kindness. You know, I think, uh, you know, what's already been said here, I think, you know, we just really need to continue the conversation. And I think that, you know, um, you know, even, even with like the, you know, the inclusive part when it comes to leases, when it comes to dealing with um, this in real estate, I think, again, it, it's, it's having those tools in our tool belt, tool belt. And I think like a lot of times, like, you know, like you had said there, Lisa, like this has been happening for, you know, this is not new news for you because you went and you've, and you know, that's what you have a background in studying. And I think like, you know, the more information like that, that we can share with people and the more, um, you know, sometimes I think like when people say things like off the cuff comments, like, oh, you know, like my landlord doesn't want to rent to your people because you know what they're going to cook in the house as an example, like those might like, again, using the, 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 the phrase like words hurt, like they might not understand like what they're saying and what the implications and what the implications mean that when that person doesn't get a house. Uh, right. And I think like the more that we can sort of train and give people the tools and understanding of like when the, when those things get said and when those um, conversations happen of like what like the hurt and the implications of those conversations, um, what they look like. And also, again, for us to be able to, you know, have those conversations with our landlords when those landlords are saying to us, hey, like, I don't want to rent those people because of X, Y, Z. It's like, it's up for us as, amb as ambassadors of, of the world to be able to go back and say to them, hey, like, you know, that's, this is why that's wrong. And like, you're putting somebody out of a house. Like, you know, there's been many times where I've worked people, they're like, their lease ends in three, like, because of, because of Keith getting denied, their lease is ending in three days. Like you need to understand that the, those people are homeless in three days if we don't help them out. Right. And I think that's a lot of what, a lot of what the conversation needs to be surrounding of, of, of like, of what the cause and effect of those conversations of the racism of the choices that people make every day. 
And, and I just also want to thank you, Justin. I mean, also, this is last year, you've also shared communication with me um, about instances that have happened uh, in our real estate landscape. So thank you. And, and of course, um, we're going to continue to work on that because you touched on really the next big thing, which is, I mean, we've got the survey done. We're making, uh, we're making small changes, but we're also going to be working towards creating more awareness. And we're also going to create tools, right? Because a lot of our, um, our own, our realtors and uh, don't really know what happens or what do you do in these situations, right? Or um, so we need to, we're, we as a task force are going to be working on that toolbox. So I, I love that, uh, that notion that you put forward is, um, is creating tools for that tool belt. So we are, that is our next big thing. Um, but I also wanted to bring up, because we brought up the rental landscape, but on the sales side of things, um, I mean, I know personally, um, in ex from past experiences that I've witnessed, you know, people looking at the seller's name, for example, and saying, you know what, I don't want to purchase from that name or, um, and maybe it's from other experiences in life, um, or, or there, or there's like, Justin, to your point earlier in the conversation was, you know, or it could be because that name is stigmatized to a, a certain type of cooking or something or whatever it may be. Um, but has anyone here experienced anything within the sales side of things? So early in my career, I had a, um, I was co-agent on a set on the selling side and um, the sellers decided that they did not want someone that wasn't their race to purchase their house in that neighborhood. And I'm thinking to myself, um, because I was a co-agent, I wasn't able to say anything. I'm not sure what they told the, the actual agent. Um, why does it matter who purchases your home? Just so long as you get the price that you want. That to me was like, and, and because it was said to me, I was like, wow, I was floored. I was absolutely floored. Um, and by the way, she does not get floored very easily. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I, I was just starting my career. I was just like, how do you respond to something like that? You know, now I have the tools to be able to say something in, yeah, in defense of sellers of any race, but, or sorry, buyers of any race, but I don't, I, I don't get why people do those sort of, again, I, I just keep shaking my head. I am tired of it. I, frankly, exhausted when it comes to what's happening and what's going on. Uh, some days it's hard to get out of bed to face this the same fight every day, but I know I have to fight because I'm in that position of authority. I'm in a leadership position. We don't position. want to get tired, Charlie, and we don't want to get tired. <laughs> yes, I need more sleep. By the way, I will just let everybody know on this podcast today, you are all getting boxing gloves. I know this has been an exhausting so whenever you have come through those frustrations, you're going to have a pair of gloves to work yeah. on instead. Yeah. But you brought us to an important point, which is speak up. You know, um, our society, our cultures, uh, so forth, we often uh, come from, you know, taboo situations, you know, uh, culturally where you don't speak. Um, or it could be a situation where you were upbringing 
um, or, or ancestrally that we, we've been told, you know what, this is the way it is. And, you know, you just go work hard, be you and do the best you can. Um, or that, you know, you, you shouldn't be speaking up, just let it be and stay silent. And of course, you know what that does energetically that leaves it stuck in our chakra system and it needs to come out. <laughs> so with saying that, let's see, I mean, you were going to touch on this, but why do we, why should we speak up? You know what, uh, you know, you need to be the, the strong voice, uh, you know, of, of people around you, of people that, uh, the people that can't speak up for whatever reason, um, you know, you're, you have a duty uh, as, uh, as a human to, uh, to also uh, support those uh, that, that have faced, uh, you know, injustices that, that we also see uh, every single day. And uh, one of the things that I say is, uh, is uh, like a bully, right? The bully will come and uh, hate you the first time and bully you the second time and third time until you uh, really punch them in the face. Uh, you know, it's, uh, you know they, they won't stop. And the idea is that, you know, not, not to promote violence, but rather to, to stand up and, and make your voice heard that, uh, you know, I'm not going away, uh, you know, regardless of how tired I feel, regardless of how disappointed I feel, regardless of how uh, alone I feel sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm here to stay, I'm here to fight, I'm here to uh, voice my concerns and voice, uh, voice my, my opinion to, uh, to, to stand up for, for, for that, uh, for those individuals that are not able to do that, uh, you know, themselves. Um, you know, touching on uh, on previous uh, previous point, uh, you know, there there are situations that we've been in where uh, communities are are known to be of a certain culture or a certain religion, and uh, you know, sellers have or sellers through their uh, their agent uh, have not uh, proceeded with with an offer that we've submitted because the it wasn't because that the seller was uh, was racist or discriminatory or a bigot it was more of their concern as to what the neighbors would say from the time that they actually sell the property to the time they close once they know that you know someone else and it was a black client moving into an area that was predominantly uh you know not black uh, and, and not of the same uh, you know religion so they were concerned about that and uh, you know and i've had similar situations uh, what kate uh, has mentioned um, you know, where, where they see two, uh, two guys or two girls names, uh, you know, on a, on a document and they're like, you know, what's their relationship. Right. Um, and, and unfortunately, uh, you know, we've gone to a point right now where, you know, you're, uh, if you, for, first of all, like, you know, if you, if you answer that, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's like, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't, because if you answer that for, you know, it's none of their business. Uh, but if you don't, then they won't give you the property. And we're seeing that a lot. And, and Justin can attest to this when it comes to rentals, like they ask you for stuff that's like all illegal, right? They ask you like everything that they ask for the list is all an illegal list that they can't really ask you for. However, if so, you so that should also be included in that tools, right? For that, that tool belt is, you know, what is legit? Um, and that type of education and awareness needs to be brought in even in, on a, on a larger scale. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, but hey, I, I think I think that toolkits are, are important. Uh, it's uh, it's it's you know I don't think that people will learn until someone is taken to the Human Rights Commission and made an example of. That is my opinion. And until someone does that, a lot of people will not learn. And it's the same thing that if we were to see that Facebook post and not do something about it, or if we were to see you know some sort of injustices and not stand up to it. I'll continue. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. And, and uh, we need to start thinking 
um, on a on a society basis where it's not about just us, it's about generations to come. And that's who we're trying to make our world, shape our world, not change our world, shape our world. And um, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go to Justin because Wasim called you out a couple of times. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, I think like, you know, I mean, we like what uh, Wasim there said, you know, like, I, I don't think that, uh, you know, we're gonna learn until, you know, some, unfortunately someone's made an example of and understand that, you know, the, the weight and the gravity of these situations, right? And, you know, I think also there too, you know, yes, there's a quote unquote, I know, illegal list of what gets asked for. Um, the problem is though too, is that like in those cases, you know, like the rental market's been pretty tight um, for the last, you know, five years, um, you know, so it makes it tough because, you know, you basically have, um, when you're representing a tenant, the tenants, you know, out there looking for a property, you basically have the choice of either, um, you know, saying yes to everything that they're asking for, or you don't get the place. Um, and that, and that makes it so, you know, in situations like this, where there is, um, you know, especially when there's a lot of times that these um, comments and these demands are right in the realtor remarks right on trap. Um, you know, and that's definitely something that obviously makes it pretty easy for us to, um, you know, send to uh, send to the uh, data integrity there and have that looked at right away. Um, but, uh, you know, in, in other times, it's, it's verbal, other times it's email. And I do think that the, that sort of stuff does need to be addressed. And, you know, like when when you are um, dealing with um, with those types of requests, you know, making sure that, you know, the that some somebody knows about it. Um, because I, until, until those types of things start happening, until people understand there's ramifications of their actions um, towards others, it's what's, what's the, um, what is the outcome and what, like, what, what, why not just keep doing it? Because the thing is, a lot of times these agents, um, when, it, when it's agent driven, they think that they're doing this to protect their landlords, right? Um, and that's, yeah. like, that's a much you know, bigger issue um, as well. Um, and a lot of times, and then when it is, um, and then when it is, uh, you know, landlord driven, you know, then, you know, it's it really giving us the um, ability to go back and say to our landlords, hey, like, if this is your request, I'm sorry, like, here's your cancellation for the listing, right? And, uh, you know, and then that way, like, you know, the, the landlord understands it. And then, you know, the next person, when they call the next agent, the next agent's going to say the same, like, you know, the same thing, right? Because we understand that when those types of when those types of requests and those types of comments get made, that there is serious repercussions, um, you know, and as there should be. And that's a really good point I to absolutely hear you, Justin, because I was saying the same thing, you know, one person uh, says something to one landlord says something to their agent, they turn them down, they're just going to choose another agent. And yeah. that agent will probably take it. So we as agents have to have each other's back. Yeah, good point, you know, from all of you. Um, and of course, you know, I'm going to go to Miss Kate, because Kate shares with me all the time, these cute little reminders of, excuse me, I'm speaking. And of course, I'm going to be sharing that later today. But uh, Kate, what are your thoughts on all of this? I mean, I think everybody has said, you know, very valid points and the experiences that they've had it comes down to the golden rule, like treat others as you would want to be treated yourself. It's not, it's not that hard. And we have to, it's, it is our responsibility to educate our landlords in particular um, on what is acceptable and what is not and have a, have a firm line there. 
And I want to thank all of you. I mean, you guys are ambassadors, not only to Treb, but to the realtor communities and to communities within communities. And I appreciate every single one of you because you each take, go out there and continue to speak up, continue to support communities. And um, thank you. I, I can't thank you enough for all the work that you're doing and the work that's ahead of us. Um, before we get to concluding this podcast, though, I would like to, you know, get here from you, um, you know, even if it's words of wisdom, words of love, um, what do you hope to see for the future of the task force and the industry? And uh, Wasim? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, uh, I, I hope that, uh, you know, we, we go back to uh, to humanity and, and looking at each other as uh, as, as one, uh, not, not seeing the difference uh, um, based on, uh, you know, uh, gender, race, religion, um, you know, sexual orientation. Um, you know, it's, it's, it, that's really my hope. That's, uh, that's what I teach my, uh, my kids. Um, you know, I, I know that, you know, I come from a, from from a culture uh, where you know talking about you know sexual orientation is not something that's uh, that's uh, uh, really um, you know it's, it's something that's frowned upon. But you know I I don't want to I don't want to have that uh, you know lingering uh, you know over over my head and that of my kids because what we want to do is that we want to improve future generations. We want future generations to live in a better world than the one that we live in uh, right now. And uh, and uh, that's my hope in terms of uh, you know humanity in in general in terms of our industry is uh, first. First of all, accepting that we have an issue, um, and, uh, and and understanding that, and working uh, not because it's the it's the uh, you know sexy thing to do right now, but because it's the right thing to do. And I think that you know Trev has uh, has taken uh, the, the direction that it is the right thing to do, and, and they're um, they're they're moving everything in, in in the right direction and doing studies to better understand uh, you know what needs to be done because I can't understand exactly what Charlene goes through as a as a black uh, as a black lady in in Toronto because I'm not in her shoes. But however, if she talks to me and she tells me about her experiences. I'll do a better job in terms of listening and, and hopefully doing something about it. Thank you, Asim. Well said. Very beautiful. Kate, words of wisdom, words of love. What do you, what do you hope to see? Well, Asim put it perfectly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so he's not only sharp looking all the time, but he yeah. also has this charismatic words that he's like shared with the world now. <laughs> he's so well spoken. Um, yes, compassion, understanding, um, and the desire to learn and to be better. Thank you, Kate. Uh, important. So, um, and com compassion, we, we've, we've got to extend compassion to a whole new level. And, and maybe that's, uh, you both actually touched on something. Maybe that's where it all begins, right? Is, is re-educating on what these words mean to us. And, and how, the, how they can be amplified for the better good, for the greater good. Uh, Justin? Um, yeah, you know what? Wasim uh, said it perfectly. I don't really, <laughs> there's much more to say. I think really, um, I think it's really, I wanna see, um, and my hope for the, for the future is that um, we really understand the cause and effect of words and actions um, and, and how those uh, impact others. Um, and, you know, as we move forward, you know, like hope that like, you know, that every day is a step forward in this and that uh, when we, you know, in a year from now that we look back and we can, you know, if we're having another one of these meetings in a year from now, we can, 
you know, look back and we can really um, actually uh, quantify the um, changes that have been made in the last 12 months. Um, I just have to add, update you, Justin. This is just the beginning. You've, I've already signed you guys up for 10 more podcasts on these subjects, and we're going to even go deeper into understanding, you know, culture <laughs> to a whole new level. <laughs> so stay tuned for those. Charlene, take us home. Well, words of wisdom, words of love. Words of wisdom. Um, I think acknowledging that there is a problem goes a long way. Um, and everything was aimed set. Let him go last next time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know what? Just because of that, everybody's going back to Wasim. So um, Wasim, do you have any other last few words that you want to share? <laughs> yeah, I just want to, uh, you know, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for, for everything that you've done. You've been an incredible uh, leader, incredible president. You've uh, motivated us. Uh, you know, with your with your charisma and and move this industry forward in in the right direction. And uh, I know that your your term is uh, is is coming up. However, the 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 effects of everything that you've done in this in this industry will uh, will linger and will remain for a very very long time. So, uh, from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate everything that you've done and all the efforts that you put forward and and the different efforts that you've led uh, to to leave this industry in a better uh, better state than uh, than the one that you came into it with. Okay, so everybody listening, um, I was not supposed to be brought up today. <laughs> You're going to bring me to tears and I don't want to go to those emotions yet. But thank you. Um, but I, I really have to thank all of you guys like um, everybody tuned in everybody here on this podcast. Uh, you have been my strength in uh, aspirations to all of the, the wonderful things that have taken place in this last year. And we are not done because we have more work to do. And I'm excited for all of the, the things ahead of us. Um, Charlene, you were going to comment there. Did I, I miss you? I was going to say exactly what Wazim said. I don't need to say anything more. You've been an absolute um refreshing leader, uh, just the bringing in the task force and the women in real estate and everything you touched was, it was tremendous. I, I appreciate you and I appreciate working with you and for you as well. So you just touched on the right words. That's what we need to all do. We need to appreciate each other. We need to allow ourselves to open up and, and come to understandings and allow the knowledge of awareness to help shape our world. So cheers to all of you and in shaping our world to more inclusive society. To wrap up, I'll leave today's listeners with a final thought. Together, we can make a difference and create positive change across our communities. A big thank you to my fellow podcasters, Wasim Jara, Charlene Williams, Justin Bach, and of course, Kate Young. Thank you very much everyone for joining in and tuning in. And we wish you much love and kindness always. That's it for us. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on SoundCloud, Apple, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. Also, don't forget to follow us on social media and visit our website, treb.ca. That's T-R-R-E-B to find market insights and more. This has been another episode of Ready to Real Estate, and thank you for tuning in.